I really need to stop listening to uh, to Dan Carlin's Common Sense podcast. I listen to it and it just it just gets me just just hot under the skin and and fired up. But hey, I guess it got me back recording, so whatever works. This is the Friendly Confines podcast. Still no new name new name for the podcast. If only because I struggle to decide how much more of this I want to subject myself to. Uh, in, in the past, I, I've tried a, a couple of different uh, Cubs, Cubs-based blogs. And I, I just I can't bring myself to, to write about a baseball team on a daily basis and to those to the people that do uh kudos um it's just it, it, it's not something that that really gets my uh gets my interest on a daily basis to where every day i i have to i, I think i need to uh spew my thoughts and ideas and track every little every little move a, a team makes uh just doesn't do it for me uh, and I, I battle a, a number of uh, like depression, anxiety, those kind of things. And so sitting in the same room, typing on a keyboard, uh, which is what I do for a living during the day, and then doing that in the evening as well, even if it's just you know an hour, hour and a half, uh, it's just not something I can do. And so this, this even this podcast to where uh, when I'm going hot and heavy, I'm recording maybe two episodes a week, this is really about the extent of, of what I what I can really do. Um, I, I I mentioned Dan Carlin's podcast earlier, and and the the problem I have is uh, I I really I, I you know I I still have that fire that I want to make a difference in the world and all those all that kind of crap, and. Uh, I, I would love to, to, to have a podcast about current events, about, about news, about all the bull crap that's going on in the world. Uh, it's just a matter of, I, I, I think I'm barely qualified to be able to uh, spew on about the Cubs. Uh, part, and, and, and the only reason why I think I'm barely qualified is it, it, I think ultimately it, it just it doesn't really matter that much. Uh, I, I can come on here for 30 minutes once, maybe twice a week, and and, and spew my opinions, uh, and and ultimately it doesn't really matter. Whereas whereas things like like politics, policy, uh, news, public opinion, those kind of things, that uh, th- that takes a degree of intelligence that uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure I have to be able to do that. Uh, and, and I guess what gets me fired up about, uh, like when I listen to Dan Carlin is a lot of what he says. And if you haven't listened to his podcast, his most recent one, uh, just dropped, I think today, uh, again, common sense. Don't do hardcore. Well, do hardcore history. That is a fantastic series. What he has out there for free is, is just phenomenal. He has a, is a phenomenal world war one, uh, epic 
It really, it's, it's, it will consume. I think if you listen to it straight through, it would probably consume about eight years of your life. And I've listened to it, I think, three times all the way through. Uh, and then he has, he has, uh, at least he used to have one on the Mongols. I don't think that one's free anymore. That one was fantastic. Uh, has one on, on some little, uh, it was basically a rebellion. A bunch of Anabaptists took over the the city of Munster, and uh, uh, and just kind of chronicles that. It's just it's phenomenal. Uh, it, it's one of those things to where uh, I, I've always been a a fan of history to begin with. Uh, growing up, I was a huge World War II nerd. At at one point, I could probably name just about any sort of major conflict in World War II. Uh, I haven't really delved too deep into it in, in the past probably 15 years. Uh, at, at one point, I even had a subscription to World War II magazine. That's how big of a nerd I was. Uh, and, and I read every, every I think it was bi-weekly, maybe monthly, that they sent it out. Read every one cover to cover. Anyway, so so his, I, and, and, and the reason why it, it fires me up is is his take so, 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 like before Donald Trump was elected, he was very much like we just we we need to get an outsider, we need to get someone outside of the establishment, and that's very much where I was at. It's just like we've had this retread, 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 retread. Let's try something new, get something fresh, uh, and then Donald Trump came along, and uh, at least for myself, Donald Trump wasn't exactly who who I had in mind. Uh, maybe someone with some sort of governance experience. Uh, I loved Mitt Romney. You want to rail on him for his binder full of women, but I, I, I'm willing to bet 95% of all politicians have something very similar. Uh, it's just a matter of what comes out and when. Um, and, 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 you, and you can't tell me that, that with Barack Obama, with, with the amount of charm that guy has, just the, just the pure charisma, you know, if it was an, an, an online, an, an MMORPG, you know, it's, it's, it's for, for for folks who are either if I if I butcher the acronym or folks who aren't familiar, that's like EverQuest or or something like that. Uh, basically, a whole bunch of people get online, play a video game together. Uh, his charisma on there would have been a one hundred, maybe even maybe even one one twenty, and that's on a twenty to eighty scouting scale. Uh, you, you can't you can't tell me that that Obama was was pulling down women uh, outside of Michelle left and right. Uh, you know, f- folks with that much charisma. Kennedy is is the one that that really stands out to me, just in terms of young, handsome, uh, well spoken. Uh, I, I heard his speech about uh, uh, the uh, his speech at Rice with the you know we'll, we'll, we 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 want to do these things and the other things because they're difficult. Heard that the other day, and I'm like, you know, that there really hasn't been a speech like that, at least since really since I've been alive by a president, to where it's it's you know what we're gonna do the stuff that sucks because because we we just want to do it because at the end of the day it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna suck between now and then, but it's gonna be awesome. So you know what we're gonna solve global warming, and it's gonna suck, and and it's gonna cost a lot of money. And there's going to be people who maybe aren't comfortable with what we're doing. There's maybe people who are going to be put underneath, you know, going to be trampled on. But at the end of the day, it's going to be awesome. You know why it's going to be awesome? It's going to be better for humanity. There hasn't been a speech like that probably since Kennedy gave that one. 
And back then it was it was pretty amazing to go from uh, basically not even knowing, like they literally had to learn every little thing about spaceflight. So to go from that to putting a man on the moon with an with with a with the 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 launch vehicle from the surface of the moon had never succeeded in tests. So Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin went up to the moon and landed on it thinking that, hey, this vehicle that's supposed to get us off of the moon and back to safety, this has never worked before. But you know what? Fuck it. We're going to do it anyway. You know why we're going to do it? Because we're, we're awesome. Which I guess Neil Armstrong was one hell of a test pilot. Uh, there, there were a number of times in testing to where he, he probably, a, a, a normal test pilot would have died. But when you're when you're the first man to to land on the moon, uh, I, I guess you get some skills. Anywho, on to the Cubs, and and how does this fit with with the Cubs? Uh, I I've delayed recording this just because there's there's so much negativity surrounding the Cubs lately, and and deservedly so. I mean, the Cubs right now are a game over five hundred. I mean, if you told me at the beginning of the season that the Cubs on June 20th would be a game over 500, I'd be like, all right, who's injured? Clearly Rizzo or Bryant or both are injured. Schwarber is injured. Half the team is on the DL. And and, and that might even be the case to where half the team probably should be on the DL. I mean, you have Zobrist who, who plays for uh, three weeks with an injured wrist. And... and I am not shocker. I am. I, I don't work in a baseball front office, and I know that a wrist injury for a player, for 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 a batter, is terrible. It's it it, it it's like an elbow injury for a pitcher. It, it's like needing Tommy John. Basically, if you break your wrist as, as as a hitter, you're done. You're done for the year. Nope your your power's not coming back this year. Uh, next year you're lucky. I mean, look at, look at Derek Lee in 07, uh, what? 06 and 07 broke his wrist in 06. Uh, was what I, I don't even know if he played the rest of the year, but he came back in 07 and, and people declared him done that he needs, needs to retire. Comes back in 08 and has a phenomenal season. And then you have Zobrist. Like, oh, well, you know, it causes him pain when he swings from the right side. So we're just going to have him swing from the left side. You can't sit here and think that, you know what? You know, we have uh, we have Jaimer Candelario, uh, Jamer, what, however you pronounce his first name. We have him down in AAA. Let's call him up for a couple weeks. If nothing else, he can be better than an injured Zobrist. No, and instead we're just going to ride it out, and then after a couple weeks... We'll put him on the DL. And 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 if this was like the only instance to where the front office screwed the pooch on, on putting a guy on the DL, I wouldn't be near as fired up about it. But last year they screwed the pooch on Hayward as well and fucked him up for the entire year. And then you have Arietta. Every every goddamn start he goes out there, there's there's a different excuse as to why he wasn't able to perform. I mean, if he's had a cut on one of his fingers since spring training, you have a 10-day DL. That's that's a start. That's that's one start that he misses, and you push another one back a day. 
why the hell wasn't he on the DL at some point to just say, you know what, we're just going to let this heal up. You, you, you're not throwing well in-game. You're not throwing well. Uh, you, you can't even throw side sessions. And, and and then on top of it, you have all these all these personal issues. You know what? So we're, we're just going to give you 10 days. Go clear your head. Deal with your personal stuff. Get your, get your thumb or whatever the hell finger it is. Get that healed up. Come back to us then. And, and you know what? We'll rock it out from there. No, I mean you. You have teams like the Dodgers who are using it. They're 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 using the ten day DL so well that MLB is going to investigate them for using the ten day DL. That's what I expect out of the Cubs front office to find loopholes and poke holes in them enough to where the to where Major League Baseball has come along and say, you know what, we need to tighten up this rule because the Cubs are the the Cubs are uh, exploiting this this loophole here so much. And, and, and I get it, you know, they, they, they won the World Series last year, fantastic. You know, they're the best team in baseball last year. Uh, and, and, and so I, it's, it's a bunch of smart guys up there, and I'm just some dumbass talking into a microphone in my house. But at the same time, it, it's just it constantly talking about exploiting market inefficiencies and, and finding that edge and all of these things. And, and it just seems like, Every time you're just like, there's this obvious thing here. Maybe it's not so obvious. Maybe using the 10-day DL isn't that great. Maybe building amazing starting pitching depth isn't that great. Or, may, or maybe we are just so spoiled last year with the starting pitching depth that they had, with with the, uh, the, the health luck that they've had the last couple of years, that now when, when they're performing like a normal team, that it seems weird. Or, or, or maybe uh, the, the cult of Theo, which, which I will admit I, I bought into and I probably still buy into quite a bit. He seems like a rather intelligent dude. You know, maybe, maybe, that, uh, maybe that wears off. I, I, I'm, I'm still not overly, uh, overly enthused about his pitching track record, uh, especially with the Cubs. I mean, so so far we have what like twenty innings of of Zestrinsny that we can hang our hat on after drafting uh, basically an entire entire you know early twentieth century German family of of pitchers. So I don't know. It's there's a lot about the Cubs that get me that that gets me fired up, but it, it, usually only when I when I start ranting about it. Uh, and, and, and given, given the Cubs struggles, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about, oh, you know, we we need to start thinking about selling off at the deadline, which I, I, I would really hope that the front office has at least entertained that idea to where, to where they've had, had at least a, you know, a couple hour meeting of, okay, if it does come down to it and we need to sell off at the deadline, what does that look like? Who do we need to target? Uh, they're, they're, they, they should have a number of interns to where they could say, all right, we need you to start scouting, you know, pulling reports on, on these players from these organizations. I, I, I would hope that, that they have, uh, that they have at least done that, you know, that, that, that they've red teamed the worst case scenario. Um, anyway, what, what would a, what would a theoretical, uh, Cubs sell off at the deadline look at? Uh, well, you have you have you have a few players on the Cubs that are 
uh, are in contract years. You got Arietta, Lackey, Miggy, Jay, uh, Wade Davis, Koji. Uh, th- those are the guys that, that the front also w- would no doubt look at moving. Now, now from that group, I mean, look at you looking at Cubs history, especially in the years where they were very clear sellers. You're talking two, maybe three of these guys get moved. Uh, three being kind of the best case scenario. And given the fact that in this year, the Cubs are, are going to want to wait as long as possible to sell off to confirm. And, and it, would, it would still take a pretty good collapse between now and the end of July for this to happen. Uh, and, and it would take up to probably, probably to the end of the July. I, again, they, they would want to make sure that, yep, yeah, we know we're seven, eight games out at the end of July. That's it. We're done. We're pulling the plug. Getting what we can for guys, guys like Arietta, Miggy, uh, guy, guys that have value, could return something, and, uh, and and that we'd be willing to part with. So you look at Arietta, and and he's he's it, it, as much as as I have I have railed on Arietta and and been been very anti Arietta so far this year. Uh, his Barring the home runs he's given up, he really hasn't done that bad. And and I know that's like, that's like saying, you know, barring the fact he had to cut off my arm, the su- surgery went very well. Um, I mean, he, he's striking out 10 guys per, per nine, walking uh, right around three per nine. Um, the, the, the big problem is just a lot of balls are finding holes and a lot of balls are finding uh, the bleachers. Uh, when he pitches, not near as bad as Lackey, but it's 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 concerning. And I mean, right now he's he's still posting a. Uh, I mean, he's he's hovering around league average for ERA, and and it's one of those things to where you could sell him as you know what, it's just it's just been some bad luck this year. Some teams are probably going to sit there and say, you know, if we just tweak this one thing, we we can get it, get back to 2015 Arietta, and it's going to be phenomenal and awesome. Um, but at the at the end of the day, there's there's still a lot of downside. He's still had a over a year now to where he's he's really pitched like a number three, to where maybe you know, one out of about every three of his games you expect him to have a good one. The other two are going to range from a clunker to to decent. Uh, and, and and so he's. He is he is a pitcher. So so in, in that regard. As we've seen over the last few years, pitchers just just bring back insane amounts of talent. Look, look at Chapman last year. Look at Samarja, uh, and 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 so it's it's something to where you could, you could probably get in a, a decent, and this is just me spitballing. I have no idea whatsoever. Uh, maybe fifty to one hundred level prospect, uh, if you include him, and maybe. Maybe someone like Miggy or, or Jay to where, you know, you're, you're providing some additional uh, additional ammo to the team you're selling to. Uh, you can get a really good, really good prospect back. If, if I was someone looking to acquire Arietta, uh, that's I, – I sure as hell wouldn't give up, give up Eloy. Um, as much as I think he's flawed, I, I wouldn't give him up. I sure as hell wouldn't give up Torres. Uh, even with the Tommy John surgery he needs now. Um, 
but if 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 you told me that you know maybe maybe someone like Candelario to where it's you know they they've struggled in the bigs a little bit, uh, a little bit of a popcorn talent. Uh, maybe that's something that that would make me feel uncomfortable giving up. Uh, lackey, uh, lackey at this point, if you can sell him off to someone just as a veteran talent who's been there a number of times, uh, just ridding yourself of the salaries, I, I think, worth it. Miggy, M- Miggy is a very, very competent backup catcher. Uh, I, I think there, there's a number of people out there that that expect way too much of backup catchers, uh, and Miggy is, I, I think, definitely top shelf. Uh, right now, right now he's he's above average at the plate. I, I think he's cooled off a little bit lately, um, but he, he he's always had a really good bat. He's always had really good framing skills. Uh, the glove, the arm. You know, in terms of blocking pitches, throwing runners out, that needs some work. But at the same time, backup catchers aren't expected to be good at at everything that a catcher needs to do. Uh, that's called a starting catcher. Just an idea. Um, Jay, he's he's a he's a f- three and a half outfielder. Uh, I I think you can get something interesting for him. Uh, Vogelbach. God, I was I've been racking my brain uh trying to think of of who we got from Montgomery. And and I could see uh a J plus, you know, a J Arietta combo getting getting like a Candelario uh Vogelbach type return and that might even be a little bit rich. Um you know, a, a couple prospects that have some flaws, but there there's still a lot of a lot of upside there. Uh, Wade Davis, uh, I don't want to say a Chapman level return from last year because there there isn't that flashy tool that Davis has that Chapman had, uh, but something in that ballpark. And, and and really, Chapman, the Cubs massively overpaid for 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 Chapman last year. Uh, basically, between uh, Torres, uh, the outfielder, the outfielder, the outfielder. God, I can't. This is this is your brain on alcohol. Um. Anyway, the the, the outfielder guy uh, that I was actually semi semi high on, I I thought he was going to turn into a very very good fourth outfielder, maybe even uh, be able to start for a couple of years. Um, and then a couple other pieces, including uh, the guy we got for uh, for Castro. And uh, and and so Davis and you know what you know I'll, I'll even upgrade what I think Arietta could bring because because Arietta is is still there's there's still a lot of upside there there's still a lot that you can sell about Arietta uh, and and so so again I, I would put his value if if only because he's a starting pitcher with some track record of just phenomenal success uh, him and him and Davis I I think that those would be the two guys that the Cubs would would look to sell the hardest. Uh, if they got into those shoes, and and they could probably actually get a pretty good return for both of them. Uh, and then you have Koji Uihara, which uh, he's you know on a team desperate for relief pitching, he could set up. Uh, I I don't think I'd put him there. He's he's done phenomenal this year. Uh, let's see here, yeah, two seventy ERA, striking out a ton of guys, not walking anybody. 
So yeah, I I I, th- I think a team that that really needs a setup guy could could probably buy him for that, uh, and, and slot him in. And you know what? It, and that's that's the weird thing. Like so, so so the Cubs could contend this year, and still sell off a couple pieces. The old you know buy and sell type thing. To where you have someone like like uh, Uehara, to where he's forty two years old, pitching out of his ass. And then you have to wonder, okay, is that going to continue into the second half and into the playoffs? He's 42 years old. Could we maybe see what we can get for him? Uh, which which I I think the reason why that doesn't work is because any team that, that the Cubs would approach and say, hey, you want to trade for Koji, they're going to immediately be like, oh, why do you want to sell him? Yeah, what's going on there? It it. it it's like talking to a guy who says, yeah, this car I have, it's phenomenal. It's awesome. Hey, you want to buy it from me? Well, if you think it's so awesome, why are you trying to get rid of it? What do you know that you're not telling me? And and, and I get that, that like in the major leagues, teams are supposed to disclose all medical information, but there's still, I'm, I'm sure, a whole lot of information that they don't, that they don't give up that, you know, his, his mechanics are just hanging on by a shoestring. Or, you know what? He had, you know, a little bit of elbow soreness or God only knows what. And so we're pretty sure he's going to need Tommy John in the next three weeks. But we have no medical data to back that up, so we're not going to tell you. Uh, I don't know. Those those are the six guys that the Cubs would sell. Are they going to sell? No. Uh, it would be foolish. And, and you could sit here and think like, well, it might, it might better next year's team. Well, he, here's the problem. This year's team has a very legitimate shot at making the playoffs. And once you get in the playoffs, all bets are off. You can, you know, the, the moon is the freaking sky. Look at the 06 Cardinals. And and so no front office in the history of baseball would ever sit there and say, you know what, we, gotta, we, we have a ton of talent on paper. They haven't performed up to expectations so far. So we're just going to gut the entire thing and, and hope that next year works better. No, when you're a, what, a game and a half or, or somewhere around there out of first place and you have the talent to be probably five games in first place, no team is ever going to sell off and just throw up their hands and give up the season. No, that's that that's when teams double down. Uh, and, and, and that's why the, the, the Cubs aren't going to sell this year. Odds are that they're, they're going to trade for someone. Who they're going to trade for, who the, who the hell knows. Uh, there's a lot of smoke around Chris Archer, but it's been that way for about two years now. Uh, they definitely need a starter. I, I I wouldn't mind it if they would if they would get a a, a bat, uh, s- someone to slot in for Zobrist or Hayward. Uh, you know, may- maybe a center fielder, maybe someone who's who's who has a good good on base percentage for the year uh, that that they could ride out. Uh, and I just noticed that the Cubs' top five players by war are all position players. And then you have uh, Thickburger. Thickburger. Uh, okay, so in terms of pitchers, you have Thickburger, Davis. Holy shit, Mike Montgomery is in the top 12. And then John Lester. Uh, so, so, so this team definitely needs to start start scoring a few more runs. Uh and and then they'll be able to win some ball games, which uh, they it, it does seem to, that they're turning it around. Uh, they're what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten out of their last uh, 
17. So they're 10 and 7 in the last 17. Uh, which, which, considering all the doom and gloom right now, uh, I, I would say is pretty good. 10 and 17 would put you at 10 divided by 17 times 162. That's right. I'm doing math on a podcast. This is riveting, riveting radio right now, folks. 96 wins. Uh, I I would say that's that's probably the upper end of of, of the talent of this team right now. So I I would say they're 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 playing well uh, over the last couple of weeks here. They're not playing over their heads. I I still think there's there's going to be just a monster stretch in here to where they're going to win fifteen out of twenty. You know maybe even like eighteen out of twenty games. Just just go nuts. The offense scoring you know six seven runs a game. Uh, and, and, and really start to pull away. But right now we're, we're about three, three weeks away from the, the uh, all-star break. Uh, I really don't care who gets in. It's, it's the all-star game. Uh, I, Cubs are guaranteed one guy. If they can get another guy or two, that'd be great. If not, rest up, be ready for the second half. Other than that, uh, that is all I have for this evening. Very unscripted, just kind of me ranting about whatever. Uh, so yeah, if, if you have any questions, if you want to be on the podcast or anything like that, the email is friendlyconfinespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, also new name ideas for the podcast, send them there. Also next time around, well, at, at some point here in the next week or so, uh, have a very special guest coming on. Certainly a hell of a lot better than, uh, than candy corn. Uh, it's, it's a guy that, that I really hope that I can come up with some questions to pick his brain and, uh, and, and learn a thing or two. Other than that, thanks everyone for, for tuning in all four of you. Uh, other than that, have a, uh, have a great rest of the day.